And that's a bit of a great song from Nice Horse. The song is called High School. And the video for that song is up for Video of the Year at this year's Canadian Country Music Association Awards. We're going to play the song in its entirety on the show, plus a great chart topper from Nice Horse called Cowgirl, which was played all over the radio, uh, their highest charting song so far. Um, The band is up for a bunch of awards at the CCMAs. We'll talk about those and so much more. Uh, And I'm joined... From a, I'm joined by a nice horse member, none other than Katie Rocks. Hey, Katie, how are you? Hey, Dave, I'm good. Thanks for having me. Oh, my pleasure. Great to chat with you. It's been a while, so it's going to be great to catch up. Yeah, it has been. It's been a long time. I think you may have chatted with the other girls, but not me. So here I am. <laughs> not you. And indeed, Katie does rock. Katie Rocks. Hello. It's a perfect name. Thank you. (laughs) Um, All right. Let's uh, start with the nominations. First of all, congratulations on um, the CCMA nomination for video of the year for your cool music video for high school. When I first saw it came out, I watched it, of course, and thought it was amazing. Uh, Tell us about, uh, first of all, how do you feel about that nomination? Uh, That's pretty amazing. I mean, all of the nominations uh, for an art, for a band like ours, these nominations feel really incredible. And the music video, you know, we put a lot of care and attention into our music videos. We always have. Um, and the pandemic obviously created a challenge. And so when we did the video for Cowgirl, we worked with a really cool, um, uh, like, uh, sorry, I'm blanking, like a cartoon, like we did a cartoon, right? We worked right. with a really great studio that yep. did that. So then as the pandemic kept going <laughs> and we're like, well, we got to keep moving. Here's another song. We can't do another cartoon again. What are we going to do? And, uh, you know, we batted around a million ideas. I think I'm going to go on record saying it. Mine was puppies in in dog school. I was like, let's do that. Let's get a bunch of puppies. Sure. Nobody nobody went with that. That's kind of cute. I thank you. I thought so. Um, but probably good. We didn't go with that because then the idea of this music video of making a yearbook come to life, uh, came about and, uh, Krista and Brandy took the helm of that one. Um, they had to learn the skills of what it took to make that actually happen of the video and the editing skills. Uh, we all ordered green screens to our apartments. We used our iPhones and just looked up best settings for making music videos. We picked out our own wardrobe. We did our own hair and makeup. We just, (laughs) the entire thing was done completely by us. And we were like, wow, this is either going to be really great or an epic failure, but it doesn't really matter because we're doing it ourselves. Right. And so, yeah, and now I, now it's nominated for Video of the Year, so it turned out. Jimmy was the star of the hometown team. He had the best ride on that you ever did see. Now he manages the local Dairy Queen and he coaches on Saturday.
Incredible that you guys, that it's nominated, of course, and that you all made it, as you said, you didn't get a big team to come in. It was all of you doing it on iPhones, green screens, as you said, your own wardrobe, hair, makeup. Uh, you collected the high school photos from fans and friends. Yes. Yep. Yep. We just put a put a petition out there to people to submit stuff, and we got a ton of submissions, and there's some pretty cool cameos in there, and it's awesome. Yeah. I, I love it. I'm very proud of what and indeed you should be yeah so often or uh, i guess in every other case uh videos are produced by which is no no problem but uh, mm-hmm. uh an actual producer not the actual group or act so that's incredible and let's also talk about these other nominations that you guys are um have individually the ccma awards coming up in september in calgary so brandy from the group uh she's nominated for bass player of the year Tara is nominated for guitar player of the year mm-hmm. uh we've got krista woodlett who is up She's making history, the first ever, this is so cool, the first ever female nominee for Drummer of the Year. And then, of course, Katie, you are up for Specialty Instrument Player of the Year, and that's for the banjo because it doesn't have its own separate category. So that's where they throw in anything that isn't in any other category. Yeah, yeah. They're like, you guys get, you're special. Here you go. Here's your specialty. <laughs> that, that is so cool. So first of all, congratulations on uh banjo a specialty instrument player of the year nomination that's amazing thank you yeah i it's yeah it was pretty shocking to me i mean those other players in in the category are absolutely monster amazing people who i have called on when i've been like i don't know what to do with this instrument um and so the (laughs) fact that i'm nominated alongside them and nominated like in that category for people that don't know that's other musicians make those nominations. Um, and so to be recognized by other peers in the industry is very heartwarming. It really meant a lot to me. It meant a lot to each of us. And the fact that all of us got it, cause it really would have yeah. sucked if one of us was like, Oh, not me though. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, we would have celebrated it no matter what, but the fact that each one of us got it, um, allowed us to all celebrate it together and i think shows uh i don't know what it shows but it feels really great well i think it shows yeah well it's exceptional is what it is because i don't think other bands or groups would have every member nominated for something apparently it hasn't happened in 31 years the last band that had that was prairie oyster wow Mm-hmm. that's uh, and they're amazing uh 31 mm-hmm. years since that happened so no that's a lot to take pride in that is uh mm-hmm. incredible and of course krista making history as the first ever female nominee for drummer of the year is mm-hmm. uh is such a great thing you know it's a real trailblazer in that category yeah yeah it's really cool we're really proud of her it's really amazing and it's actually the most nominees if you include our, our specialty and the uh music video as well it's the most nominations uh females have ever had at the ccmas apparently wow 
Uh, oh, oh man, the records keep breaking. You're breaking records yeah, there. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> we can hear them breaking now uh, as we speak. And and uh, so you've got six CCMA nominations as a group. Now is that uh, is that for this year? Um, I wasn't sure if that's that's previous. We have right? five five this year. Five this year, and I think six from the past. Yeah, because we've been nominated for we've been four in the past. Now I can't remember. Like I think we've no, I think we've been nominated ten. 10 or 11 times altogether. Okay, because I've got six from the past year, and then the five new ones would make 11. So I think that's right. Yeah. Um, and then you've got eight, you won eight Country Music Alberta Awards, and yes. you won the 2021 Western Canadian Music Award for Country Artist of the Year. So a lot of nominations. A How lot cool of is that? It's I love amazing. hearing you say it. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> for Nice Horse and your breakout yeah. song, or your or the song that got you a lot of attention, most of us obviously knew your music before that, but a lot of people listened to the radio who didn't know you got to know you through Cowgirl. And I heard this so much on KX 94.7, which is the station I listen to out of Hamilton near me here in Ontario. Tell us about Cowgirl. Man, I love that song. I love playing that song. I never get tired of it. I love what it stands for. Um, you know, it, it says right in the song that it does it doesn't matter who you are, where you're from. Cowgirl is a state of mind. And I feel like it's, you know, it's anthemic for us. And it, and it means a lot. And the fact that people gravitated towards that message and to the song, it's also just a really fun song to play live. Uh, yeah, it's it's one of my favorites.
And it could be a guy too. I could say I'm a mm-hmm. cowgirl and say it with pride. Absolutely. That is absolutely the intent it has nothing to do with gender. It is just a state of mind. And if you, yeah, that's what the lyrics, that's what it says. It's like anybody can be a cowgirl. It's, it's yep. come from the inside. Yeah. From the inside. It's such a great message. And this song was produced by Jeff Dalziel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who is amazing. And he is one producer of the CCMAs. He's an incredible producer. Um, yeah. And he has been a, a champion of ours for, uh, for a long time. And he, he's a really amazing person. Wonderful. And uh, I I know the story behind it because you've been on the podcast and all of you have been on at one point to tell me the story behind the name Nice Horse. But in case there's somebody out there who doesn't know, there's so many, there's other names like Lemon Cash is a duo from Ottawa and they talked about how they had lemonade, just had a lemonade stand as kids. And the money they collected was, they called their Lemon Cash. That's and then they named, cute. isn't that cute? And, uh, and then cool too. And they named their duo, which is doing really well in Ontario, Lemon Cash. So Nice Horse has a kind of a similar story or in the sense of it came from somebody just saying something. Yeah, you know, we had bounced around a lot of names. We were in Hawaii on a little like a songwriting retreat of some sorts when we came up with the idea of even joining forces as a band. And and then when we were bouncing around ideas, some of them were not safe for radio. And then (laughs) uh, we we started talking about Brandy's, Brandy's dad. Um, really loving this movie, The Man from Snowy River, and how he would always say, that's a nice horse, that's a nice horse. And, you know, it's funny, you actually hear people say that a lot. The amount of text messages I'll get from people being like, you know, I drove by horse today, and I said to myself, that's a nice horse. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so it was it was through that that we were like, nice horse, that'd be a great band name. Yeah. And so we, we rolled with that, and it, you know, gives a, gives a nod to Brandy's dad. And like I said, the amount of horse, nice horses that get sent my way is really wonderful. <laughs> That's awesome. It's a unique name. And then when you hear the story behind it, it's, it's fun. Uh, you guys have had a chance, I should say you ladies have had a chance, uh, to open up for legendary artists, including Tom Cochran, who is amazing. Of course, Life is a Highway and, and Beyond. And the Nitty Gritty Dirt Band, one of my favorites. I still hear Fishing in the Dark on the radio every now and then, and it still sounds yeah. as good in 2022. Yeah, I we have been so lucky, um, you know, singing. We got to not only do we open for Tom, but we got to sing with him. And I, I'll never forget it for as long as I am alive. I still think to this day, like the fact that we were on stage singing Life is a Highway with the dude who sings Life is a Highway. Like, he's like, this is no cover. This is him. This is his song. And we're here doing that with him. I, I can still close my eyes and picture that very first moment we got on stage with him. And that was very early in our career. And I was like, oh, my God, what has Nice Horse done? How are we here? Like, how did this happen? Right. Um, so, you know, and, and he also was very, very supportive of us. We just got to play with him again Um this this spring which was really nice to see him again and the nitty-gritty Bert, the nitty-gritty dirt band i mean again like something i grew up on and my parents like i found a bunch of nitty-gritty dirt band records in their basement as i was getting preparing for the tour and i was like how cool is this that my dad bought this record before i was born <laughs> and now here i am and i'm going to be on stage with them and again <laughs> big supporters of ours and through that we've been able to you know jeff hannah's uh married to an incredible songwriter matresa berg who wrote yeah. strawberry wine and through yep. that we've been able to uh write write with her um so we've gotten oh, to wow. know her and which is yeah pinch me like there's a lot of pinch me moments that have happened that i have known that this band for me is on the right path because it's so many things that were a part of my childhood that are now coming back into my life in real form and i'm like how is this possible <laughs> but it's i feel very lucky 
it's amazing when things like that happen and you just, like you said, pinch me moment. You just can't believe this is happening. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure for your dad to see you, like you said, he had nitty gritty dirt band records and now you are on stage with them. That's got to be surreal for him. And I think so. So proud of you for that. Yeah, I think so. I think so. They, they, yeah, they're very supportive. That is amazing. Um, Let's talk about high school. So of course the music video is up for CCMA video of the year. Those, those awards uh, taking place in September in Calgary at the Canadian Country Music Association Awards. Tell me about the song itself, High School. Yeah, you know, that song was uh, a song that I was not part of writing. Um, and I wasn't on Cowgirl either, actually. Um, but this, it's, uh, you know, it's just one of those songs that, that brings you back to, um, you know, this, just this sort of, I don't want to call them like retro days, you know, just what it's like. We all grew up in small towns and both of those songs actually were written by, uh, were co-writes with Jason Blaine. So which is pretty cool. Yeah. Like, you know, writing with him and then both songs were songs that uh, you could tell he really, he really gets us as a band. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about Matresa Berg. You mentioned her earlier and writing with people like her. Uh, what is it like? Is there? A, are you nervous at all when you go in with a pro writer? And how do you approach? Like, how do you prepare for a writing session when you know that this person, of course, like Patricia, has a lot of uh, big credits? Man, I go into it just really wanting to learn and watching their process and how they do it. Because yeah, when you like. <laughs> their house is full of awards, you know what I mean? And, and well-deserved awards. And so I, uh, any, anybody like that, I mean, any writer you can learn from, because I've also written with people who are like me, you know, other fellow artists who don't have all the songwriting accolades. And I feel like you can learn something from anybody. So there's always a little bit of mm-hmm. nervous, like, are we going to get along? Like, what if we don't have the same sense of humor or right. what if, you know, like, cause you spend all day together. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it's a little bit like you definitely, when we go down to Nashville, I really like, I want to show up with my A game and sometimes you don't. And I had a really great conversation with someone recently who was a very accomplished songwriter. And, and he said, he's like, yeah, he's like, I have days where like, we just, you don't finish the song and you say, you'll go back to it and nobody ever finishes it. And I was like, I'm so glad to hear you say that because I've had that happen to me. And it makes me think like, uh Oh, I wasn't strong enough that day. And so when you hear even great artists say like, sometimes the song just isn't there and to like, learn to not beat yourself up for it and think that you're a bad writer, you know, which is what, you kind of help, mm-hmm. can't help but think that when you're surrounded by people who are incredible. Sure. Um, but yeah, it, it's it's a cool process. It's one of my favorite things to do. I, I love songwriting and I love the collaborations. And you you find your, you tend to find your people who are really, you just you collaborate really well and you tend to go back to each other time and time again. And I feel like we have a, a collective of that in Nashville and a lot of them are Canadians. Um <laughs> But yeah, the Canadians always find each other down there. For um, sure. Yeah, but yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. It, I mean, I love the recording process too, but the writing is such a it's a it's a unique thing to do. Yeah, it all starts with that song because the song is only going to be good based on it goes without saying the song you write. And then the production is a big part of it, but the yeah. idea for that song and the melody, of course, is where it all starts. And what you said about co-writing and if maybe in that session you're i guess etiquette or maybe the way to handle it as you as you said is i guess you would say to the writer let's try to wrap this up another day instead of like you like you also said about feeling bad about it and thinking you failed kind Mm -hmm. of saying hey let's wrap it up i like the idea let's continue yeah no one sometimes yeah like sometimes 
you know, I forget if it was Willie Nelson or if it was in a songwriting book I read, but it was, there's somebody who said that they feel that they put their guitar in their hands every day and they're, but the song is waiting to drop for them. Like it's like, it's in it, it's in there, it's in the atmosphere, it's there. And you got to try every day to be there to catch it. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes it's just not there, you know, and, and that's okay. Like you don't have to force something if it's just not there, but you should try. Like make sure you're trying all the time because they're not just going to like show up in your back pocket and be like, Oh, here's something amazing. I mean, maybe that happens not to me, but, uh, (laughs) but yeah, it's, it's, it's a really fun, it's a fun process, but it's a lot of work, but uh, man, it feels good. And, you know, and then when you, you kind of brought up the production, I think also it takes, it takes sometimes the right ears to hear them because we actually Mm -hmm. just finished recording a bunch of songs. um, And some of them had actually been sitting in the pile for years and wow. it took a certain couple of people who were like that song and we were like well yeah we love that song but it 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 just for whatever reason whether it's the timing uh the climate whatever they just the songs just finally now are getting their chance which also reminds you not to give up like if you believe in something keep yeah. keep throwing it out there, you know, don't give up on it, you know, like not everything is gold. And then sometimes when things get passed, you're like, Oh, I guess it wasn't as good as I thought it was. And then it just turns out that it just, it wasn't its time, you know, and I'm feeling really excited about that, that it's like remembering that it's like those songs that have been passed over, maybe it just wasn't their time either. And now their time is coming, you know, and I'm, I'm feeling really excited about this, this batch that we've just finished recording. That is awesome and such a hopeful message for other writers and artists that uh, just because the song, as you said, got turned down this one time doesn't mean some won't happen with it down the road. And you hear stories of that with big hit songs like I Swear, etc., mm-hmm. where they didn't get it took a while for them. They seem obvious hits now, but it took a while for them to get recorded. Like you said, every song has its time. And yeah, yeah you can't get discouraged. It's really a long race with a music career. You can't think in terms of three months or six months yeah. further down the road. It's so true. And like, you know, it's funny because it's what I realized is most of my career, the people that I've surrounded myself with, it all comes down to Rascal Flats because Rascal Flats recorded Life is a Highway. Um, and they also recorded God Bless the Broken Road, which was written by Jeff Hanna from the Nitty Gritty Dirt Band. Yes. And so, and again, it's like those songs were both, I mean, Tom made made uh, Life is a Highway a sure. hit in his own right. And then it took on a whole new life with uh, Rascal Flats and God Bless the Broken Road. It was the same thing. It had been recorded, but it was Rascal Flats that took it to this like whole other dimension. So it does show you like these songs can also live in different ways. And each one is important. I was, I've been on a real Whitney Houston kick lately and I was, um, yeah. And I was listening to, uh, her version of, I will always love you. Mm-hmm. And again, thinking like, man, when Dolly wrote that, because I think Dolly's first version is like breaks my heart in half. Yeah. And it was like, did she probably had no idea, you know, 30 years later, whatever it was that it would take on this whole new life, which is so cool. Like, we're it talking is. decades passing before songs are being reimagined yeah. or re-envisioned or just a new voice that just takes it. And I just think that is so cool. And who knows what any of us artists are sitting on that we might not even know. Yeah. And it might not hit us for 20 years, like, but it's there, you know, or maybe it's not, but I'd like to think maybe it is. It could be there. That's the thing you don't know. So you should never really get down because you don't know what 
is going to happen in the future with a song. And as you said, mm-hmm. for Dolly, she got that bonus of uh, Whitney Houston's version and, of course, songwriting yeah. royalties. And, yeah. just, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, and that song came back to life again. And as you mentioned, uh, God Bless the Broken Road, I do remember when a female, I believe her first name was Melanie, drawn a blank on her last name, but she had a version of it, which wasn't okay. as big a hit. Uh, okay. God Bless the Broken Road. But uh, many years before, Rascal Flatts uh, had their big hit with it. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that's what happens. It's incredible. Uh, as yeah. we can set to wrap up here, Katie, I wanted to ask you about, because you, Nice Horse, is an all-female band, what words of encouragement or uh, thoughts do you have on females in the country music business? Because a lot of times, I guess, the males get the mm-hmm. more airplay, for example. Yeah, uh, just that we belong there, too. Like, that's that's what I, I think it comes down to is, like, don't don't give up. Like, there is a place for us. And uh, I do think I just watched that Shania Twain documentary. And, you know, she talked about how we just women have to work three times as hard. And it's true. And it can be discouraging. But, like, don't be. Don't be discouraged. Like, things are changing. And things don't change overnight. And I and that and that's how I feel. And I the thing is, I feel there's room for both. Like, I'm not, like, down with the men. It's women only. But I am just, like, we belong here, too. So make space. Mm-hmm. for that opportunity and 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 that's how I feel when we started this band I know we need to stop but when we started this band we didn't set out to be an all-female country band we were all women who were friends and we were writing country songs and we were like oh look we're a band and it's what has garnered us attention is people like oh you're the you're you're the all-female country band but it's also been what's been hard is that you know is that we are all women and and people can sometimes see that as like oh is this just a novelty are you just trying to do something different and it's like no we're women who are friends who are musicians and that's that's it but i just i i want i want the women to be there like there's room there's that's what we always say like there's you know when you look at like a lot of group of the year nominations and i'm not talking about um just country music but it can be all men. And I look forward to a year when it's all women because there should be that space. There should be yes. space for multiple all female bands or like female forward or mostly female. You know what I mean? Like that, yeah, yeah. that, that can, that can live in this space too. And so yeah. I hope if we can inspire women to, to remember that and not give up, like there's, we want, we want there to be more ladies beside us. Right. Oh, amazing thoughts, Katie, though. That was really well said. And I know female artists listening, uh, will have enjoyed that and will have gotten a lot out of it. Uh, thank you so much, Katie. We, uh, we celebrated, of course, the nomination for Music Video of the Year, the upcoming CCMAs for high school. If you're listening and you haven't seen the video yet, or if you have seen it, go watch it again. It's amazing. And, of course, the nominations, uh, I'll just give those because they weren't uh, repeating. Brandy for Bass Player of the Year, Tara for Guitar Player, Krista nominated as the first ever female nominee for Drummer of the Year, and, of course, my guest, Katie, up for Specialty Instrument, of the year, which is the banjo in her case. Uh, Katie, thanks so much. All the best at the CCMAs. Thanks, Steve. Once again, I've been speaking with Katie Rocks from Alberta's Nice Horse. I'm Dave Woods, keeping it country.